I'm often amazed at the tone deafness of Francis. On the one hand, one day he'll make public statements railing against real evils in the world, and he'll make them in such a way that can be easily turned around and applied to what he is doing to the faithful, that if he's not trolling us, he'd be surprised. And then the next day, he embraces just open heresy. It's just amazing to watch sometimes. And I have another example of this from him today, and it really leads into something that needs to be talked about. He is restructuring the church, and he is doing it with most people not noticing. 2022 looks like it's going to be the year that he restructures the Roman Curia entirely, and there are some major implications of that. So let's dive into the story. But first, I wanted to give thanks for the patrons and channel members for their continued support of this channel by contributing a buck a month to the work of this channel to keep this news and analysis coming. So a big thanks to them. If you want to become a patron of this channel, there are links to Patreon and Subscribestar in the description box below, or you can click the join button below the screen. Thanks and on to our story, which is Francis saying something, frankly, that is so smug that it's almost unbelievable. Headline from an outlet that is no bastion of Catholic orthodoxy, America Magazine. Pope Francis praises Sister Janine Gramic's 50 years of James Martin-style ministry in handwritten letter. Now, he always says these things lately, anyway, in handwritten letters. It provides implausible deniability, and frankly, I'm pretty tired of it. He did this previously with Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church when he gave him a handwritten note saying how he loved his work and how he should keep that going. And recently, he did that with New Ways Ministry as well. Now he does this to New Ways Ministries founder, Sister Janine Gramic, who, since the early 1970s, has been a leading voice among modernists for the church to change what it teaches on a specific sin that cries out to heaven for vengeance. A sin that we associate with Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church. If I'm being evasive here, it's because of the sensibilities of this place, and that's the only reason. Sister Janine's group, New Ways Ministry, has been condemned by the Vatican in past decades. Now, Francis is signaling that it is the dawn of a lavender new era in the church. There's a pattern here, and it leaves me begging a lot of questions, including about Francis himself. Just think about that for a while. From the article, quote, Pope Francis's letter to Sister Gramic is the latest in a series of letters from the Pope written to James Martin Catholics and others who are serving and advocating for the people James Martin does all his work around. In his letter, the Pope praised Sister Gramic for her willingness to suffer for love's sake. You have not been afraid of closeness, he wrote, and in getting close, you did it, feeling the pain and without condemning anyone, but with the tenderness of a sister and a mother. Thank you, Sister Janine, the letter concluded, for all your closeness, compassion, and tenderness. Almost from the start of their work in New Ways Ministry, Sister Gramic and New Ways Ministry co-founder Robert Nugent, SPS, were met with resistance from church authorities for the programs they offered throughout the country, which educated Catholics about the science, sociology, and theology of the James Martin topic. Some bishops in the United States pressured Sister Gramic's superiors to remove her from the ministry. End quote. Yeah, that's pretty grotesque, but it's not that surprising. While he's hammering traditional Catholics for being too rigid and saying many things about him in Vatican II, Francis is embracing sins that cry out to heaven. But it gets better. American Magazine is also reporting separately that Francis is remaking the Roman Curia into his own image. From America, headline. Pope Francis removes the Vatican Doctrine Office Archbishop, who is believed to have banned James Martin blessings. Pope Francis took the first step Monday to reorganize the Vatican's powerful Doctrine Office, removing the number two official widely believed responsible for a controversial document barring blessings for James Martin pairings because God cannot bless sin. Francis named Archbishop Giacomo Morandi. 
currently the secretary of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, bishop of the Italian Diocese of Reggio Emilia Guastalla. The move amounts to a demotion, since Morandi currently has the title of archbishop, yet is heading to a small diocese, not an archdiocese. The Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, or CDF, is one of the most important Vatican offices, interpreting doctrine for the Universal Catholic Church, sanctioning dissenters, and handling uh, Ted Martin, Ted McCarrick-style cases. Morandi joined the CDF as an undersecretary in 2015 and was promoted to secretary, or the number two, in 2017. End quote. Now, what does all that mean? It means that this friend of Francis had a history of objecting to Francis being so cozy with the James Martins of the world that he had to actually do his job in a remotely Catholic way and is now being replaced. You can't even be slightly Catholic in the Roman Curia today to maintain your post, and th what makes this all the sillier is that this is happening with little fanfare and virtually no shame. 22 is expected to be the year the Roman Curia gets shaken up, according to the National Catholic Register. In a story with the headline, Why 2022 Could Shake Up the Roman Curia, this year could see sweeping changes at the top of the Curia, even without the publication of the long-awaited New Vatican Constitution, expected to be called Predicate Evangelium, we get a report about sweeping changes to the governance of the Church that will happen over the course of the year, as well as forthcoming documents that will change some aspects of the structure of the Roman Curia. Now, this is more of Francis being that great reformer that Austin Ivray, his professional fanfiction writer, has framed him as. It's the job Francis was given his post for by the St. Gallen Group and is running full steam ahead on his program. In the process of reforming the Roman Curia, he has done something remarkable. He sent all the bishops from Africa basically home. Quote, Last year ended with a major change in the Roman Curia. The departure of Cardinal Peter Turkson as prefect for the dicastery for promoting integral human development. Pope Francis decided not to renew the mandate of the 73-year-old Ghanaian cardinal, although he is two years away from the customary retirement age. Cardinal Turkson's departure means that the Vatican no longer has a single African leading a curial department. The curia has had at least one African departmental leader since 1977, except for a brief period from December 2008 to October 2009. Among the Afri prominent African figures serving in the Catholic Church's central bureaucracy was Cardinal Bernadine Gantin from Benin, whose curial career from 1977 to 1998 included leadership positions of the Pontifical Council for Justice and Peace, the Pontifical Council Cor Unum, and the Congregation for Bishops. Another notable leader was the Nigerian Cardinal Francis Arins, who served between 1984 and 2008 as president of the Secretariat for Non-Christians, the forerunner of the Pontifical Council for Interreligious Dialogue, and prefect of the Congregation for Divine Worship and the Discipline of the Sacraments. Cardinal Robert Seurat from Guinea was president of the Pontifical Council Cor Unum and prefect for the Congregation for Divine Worship from 2010 to 2021. Cardinal Turkson began serving in the Curia in 2009, when Pope Benedict XVI named him president of the Pontifical Council for Justice and Peace, which was merged into the Dicastery for Promoting Integral Human Development in 2016 with his departure. The most senior African prelate in the Curia is now the Tanzanian Archbishop Protase Rugambwa, secretary of the Congregation for the Evangelization of Peoples. End lengthy quote. And, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one when I say this, but if the Dicastery for Integral Human Development went away, I wouldn't shed a tear. But all this gets better, you see. Cardinal Pell has since stepped down from his own post in the Curia. His position has been vacant for some time. Cardinal Ouellette is expected to retire, among other voices known as being moderate voices in the Curia. Francis is cleaning house and making room for his own people. The time of playing nice with those who are okay with maintaining some vest vestiges of identifiable Catholicism are over, it appears. And over all this looms something large. 
With retirements among the Cardinals comes the simple fact that Francis will have to hold a consistory probably this year, where he will elevate his favorite bishops to the positions of Cardinal. By extension, he'll then need to consecrate some new Francis bishops. Which brings me back to Sister Janine Gramick and Piss Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church. We've been expecting all last year for Francis to give Jimmy a promotion, to either make him an auxiliary bishop or to make him a cardinal priest, either of which would be the biggest endorsement of Jimmy Martin that he could possibly give him. Will there be a consistory in 2022? Who really knows? We know Rome is busy with writing its follow-up to Traditionis Custodis with the aim of gutting groups like the FSSP, so they may have their hands full. With the organization running what purports to be the Catholic Church running full steam ahead into a modernist reform and renewal, what are faithful Catholics left to do? The late Bishop de Castro Meyer reminds us of what we should do. Here he was speaking of those who refuse to associate with the new mass, but in reality, his point stands to reason on any issue of faith and morals that modernist Rome is running wild with at this time. Quote, This aspect is of the very essence of the papacy. It cannot be put aside. Forgetting it would have the worst consequences, leading people to believe that the Pope is master of the church, that he can do what he wants, ordain and rescind according to that which might seem best to him, the faithful being always and absolutely obliged to obey him. Upon reflection, it is clear that this conception attributes to the Pope omniscient and omnipotence, omnipotence, exclusive attributes of God, it would be idolatry, transferring to the creature that which is proper to divinity. This is why the First Vatican Council, in defining the powers of the Pope, took care also to define its purpose and its limits. The Pope must keep intact the Church of Christ, through which the Divine Savior perpetuates his work of salvation. Therefore, he must maintain the structure of Holy Church as the Lord has constituted it. He must vigilantly preserve and wholly transmit the faith and morally receive from the apostolic tradition. Should the Pope be unfaithful to this mission, the grave duty of Catholics is to resist him in order to remain faithful to Jesus Christ, of whom the Pope is only the vicar. End quote. And this feature he's talking about here is papolatry, or this idea that the Pope is indefectible, meaning never wrong. We see people who believe that all the time, and it's it really gives me a headache. Just remember, no Pope, real or, you know, just someone the world sees as Pope, like we have now, has the right to change the faith. They are the preservers and teachers of the deposit of the faith, the supreme shepherd, whose primary job it is to preserve the faith and be the voice of Christ in the world. Francis has taken what authority he believes he has and has used it to twist the faith to fit the values of the world, making the Catholic faith barely recognizable as a consequence. His shakeup of the Roman Curia means that the chances of a Francis cardinal becoming the next pope at the next conclave go up dramatically, and the sad thing is that most Catholics will just accept it when it happens, as if it's the will of God that we get a heretic on the throne of Peter. It's mind-boggling, but it's true, and you know it is. Let me know what you thought of this in the comments, please. Again, thanks to the patrons of this channel for keeping this work going into 2022. Like and subscribe if you haven't, it really does help. And as always, pray for the Church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.